some personal takeaways. Hey, what's up, Centerpoint? We're so glad you guys are joining us for this week's podcast. We are in, um, what is the name of this series, guys? Living, Living Christmas. Christmas. Uh, you guys are supposed to be in unison. I think you messed it's up. Oh, I was there. Christmas. Oh, no. You know what, Kyla? I already messed so, as you guys have heard, we're here with Kyla. <laughs> the Google. Yeah, I wonder who the troublemaker here is. <laughs> we have Britt here, and you have myself, um, Devon, and we have a special guest here with us. You want to introduce yourself? You want me to tell everybody? Go ahead. All right. We are here with J.R. Aspinwall. I call him Sir Aspinwall because he sounds like he's a part of the royal family. Oh. Um, from, yeah, hey, that's why oh. I call you Sir Aspinwall. The Queen's England. Mm. <laughs> you don't think I'm part of the royal family? I don't get a special. No. <laughs> no. You think you're royal enough. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Finally. <laughs> I am so glad it's here. We haven't had this many voices on a podcast in a while, so let's take advantage of it. Now, we, again, are in, in the series called Living Christmas, and we have a few things for you. Pastor Tom, is, this is, what, second week, right? Mm-hmm. Have you guys been enjoying the series? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been enjoying about it? A little, the non-traditional take on Christmas, okay. right? Usually Christmas services are all about consumerism and how that's bad. This is kind of, you know, it's the... Don't do bad, do good. This is the do good part. Okay. Is that why we invited That's him? That's why we invited him. the royal family. Off to, yeah, <laughs> off to a good start. <laughs> well, Pastor Tom had told us there were two words that we needed to know. If you have not watched this um, sermon, go back on YouTube. It is there. It is also at cpchurch.net. Just click the media button, and this service will also be there for you to watch um, this um this morning service. And we highly recommend to do that. Kyle and I were talking today on the stream and there's like so much to unpack, such good, good Mm -hmm. stuff in the sermon. So definitely go back and take notes. Yeah. Go back and get that done. So there were two words. Guys, remember those words? Logos and Rama. All right. All right. Now I don't like the way you said it. I just don't like the way you said it, Britt, but that's okay. We'll keep Rama. 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 Okay. (laughs) So Logos. Logos. Yes. Really? That's scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> the scriptures. The inspired word. Was that a question? The inspired word. Yes. The yes. That was a word. question. Oh. That was like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, so you guys know we are all in the same room. So they see me. They, they know what I'm going We just didn't know where you're going with uh-huh. it. <laughs> Being honest, I, I felt like a deer in headlights because I don't have my notebook. You looked you know at me what? and I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So logos is the inspired word of God. The yes. other Greek word that we talked about again is rhema. Rhema. Mm-hmm. Rama is the spoken word yes. of God. Now, one thing we want to make president, Pastor Tom said it in his message as well, Rama is always subject to logo. So mm. if there is something that is being said that does not line up with the word, it is not something that you need to follow. Mm. So yes. you want to just double check anything that's being said, which Pastor Tom, we've just done that. Like, again, I love the way that these, um, mer- these um, message series are lining up. We've talked about how to check, how to check who, who you're listening to, how to check where you're getting your information from, how to check that and, and check that against the word. We've been doing that for a little while now. So again, living Christmas in logos and Rhema. Yeah. And, and he also, he doesn't just give you what to do and then just say, good luck. He kind of, at the end, he wrapped it up with these five questions we can ask mm-hmm. ourselves to make sure Rhema is lining up with not only logos, but with the spiritual leaders in our life, with our, with our giftings and our callings. And, and we talked about that on the stream too. It, it, these five questions are absolutely incredible for, they are. for, for guiding you on the, to, to figuring that out. Check. Now we, I'm going to. Ask, so Eric is our is the normal guy that I runs know. this, and he is not with us today. But he, of course, being Eric fashion, he sent us some questions. <laughs> so we want to honor Eric and make sure we ask the ask these questions. Have you ever felt like you had a rhema that had directed you in a certain direction? Mm. 
I know. On the spot, people, right right off the bat. Yeah, that, so this is kind of cool because I didn't have these questions ahead of time, uh-huh, so I'm hearing them for uh-huh. the first time. Mm-hmm. But there actually is. It was my, my first job out of college. I was kind of looking for which direction to go, and God used a very dear friend to kind of give me a direction that, as Britt said, it lined up with some of the other mm-hmm. things that I was I was already underway, things from my mentors, the spiritual leaders, and I ended up going down that path, and man, it, that moment kind of set me on a path that actually resulted in me being sitting here right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so because cool. Because I ultimately ended up coming to Florida, mm-hmm. and that's why I say I'm sitting here right now. Man. Because otherwise, so cool. I'd be doing a podcast in like Some, Arizona. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want Florida's the, yeah. Florida's yeah. the place. Florida's, Florida's the, place. the place. Right. Yes, yes. What about you? Man, I don't, I, I need a moment. I'm sure I have. I just got to. I yeah, think. for me, it, it actually happened once, and it it's kind of weird because it's it was Rama through Logo. I don't I don't know how to describe. It. Basically, I'll just describe the situation. We were living in North Carolina at the time, loved it there, had some of the closest friends I've ever met there, and uh, that's when the market crashed. So the business my my dad had opened up it was an extension from a family business here. Moved up there, we had to close it up. Just it, it just wasn't working out with the market crash. And we were all devastated. And so I was in my room and I did one of those those deals where I was like, Lord, I'm gonna open this Bible to a random page. You you speak to me. <laughs> and it was it was Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Mm. And I was like, dang, if that's not Rama in the form okay. of logos, like just both yeah. of them bundled together. Like he just spoke to me in this moment clearly, but through an actual Bible verse. It was incredible. Wow. And I just knew right in that moment. We got to be back in Florida. As much as we don't want to go, we have to be back in Florida. Like he's, this is where he's directing our steps. Wow! So that Raymond led you to Florida too. Oh yeah, okay. back to Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. born and raised here. But hey, it's yeah. not that everybody wants to come to Florida. That was absolutely something I said I would never do. That God's I, forcing I had us. A, yeah, but I had a moment very similar about coming to Florida. I would drive over bridges. I'm from Gary, Indiana, and but I worked in um, South Side, South of Chicago. So I would be driving in to work, and when I would go over these bridges. I would feel like I am. I was on a causeway. I would come here in the summers and visit my brother, and I felt like I was on a causeway, and I felt like I was getting a vision of a causeway, and I would just, I would be mad every time. Like, I'm not moving to Florida. <laughs> that is not what's going to happen. I am not going to Florida. Uh, Jesus, this can't be you because you're not telling me to move to a place I don't want to be. But guess where I'm at? That's, <laughs> you know, yes, yes. It was also a time I was here visiting my brother, and I felt like it was just planted. Um, I was driving past a certain neighborhood, and it was very clear, you're going to move here. And it was like, mm, I'm not moving. For one, I don't even want to live here. <laughs> then I won't move here. But kid you not, two years later, we were in a home in that neighborhood. Wow, in that same neighborhood. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's wild. I know. It just uh, just hit me in my gut. Yeah. Like, uh, he talks to us, which Pastor Tom talked about. Crazy. But the way to, for him to talk to us is we have to be in his word, right? Mm. He gave us some static. I some, know. Some statistics. Wow. Some, we got you. Some stats. Pastor Tom struggled with specifically today. You're struggling with statistics. I can say it. I can say it. Statistics. Got some struggles. Those were some wild stats. Right. I mean, and when he got on us, church going people. I know. Three to four times a month, we opened up our word. And that's a that's a Bible user. I was already feeling guilty about the way I read my word. three to four. Three to four times a year. No, no. Three to four times a month for the church course, right? For the church course, right? But for those that own the Bible, 
it was like three to four. I don't remember right. the stats exactly. I know we have it. Yeah, it was yeah. a few times a year. They, they were saying like 40-something percent, 45% of people actually use the Bible, yes. but all that, that qualified was three to four times a year. Yes. And like, that's, that's not a Bible user. <laughs> and then out of this study, when they asked the question, if the word was not here, what do you think the world would be like? Mm-hmm. And most of those people answered no, the same. No difference. Right. That blew my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. And again, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, just making confession moment. I don't open up my Bible three times a day. I, mm-mm, no. I don't. I don't open it up three times a day. Unless I'm struggling. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, for real, for real, for real. I'm looking. I need you. I'm doing a grit. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing that thumb through. Like, oh, and I'm just putting my fingers on something. Close your eyes. But and- <laughs> I, I, I read scripture five days a week. That's what I do. That's that's my routine. I read scripture five days a week. I don't do it seven days a week. I don't do it three times a day. I don't. I do right. it five days a week, and I'm pretty consistent with that. But he just made me feel like I need to do it more for other people that aren't doing it. You <laughs> know, like, up, yes. up, yeah. <laughs> we gotta do it. What did you guys? How did you take those statistics, Sir Aspinwall? It was. I, I couldn't believe it. No, I, I can't believe that. I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. say I kind of do believe it because I mean mm. I get caught up. I mean I'm. In my day to day, it's, you know, I'm taking my school and then work and, you know, doing my own stuff, you know, my own priority list. And mm. then it's dinner time and then it's bath time. And then it's like, oh, finally, I have a moment to sit down. I'm not sitting there, you know, I can kind of, I yeah. totally can and, see how people the, get caught And that's coming that. from a Christ follower who loves the Lord, yeah. right? So then how much different is it for the for people that aren't even like interested right. or, or aren't exposed to Christianity and whatnot? So. To a point, yeah. I mean, it kind of it's I like it's shocking, you, but it's like when you start to think about it, it's like you make like a habit out of something. So just like you would make a habit out of you know taking your morning shower or whatever it might be, you know, working out or, um, you know, that's how you would have to stay consistent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, what what got me with these statistics were all the statistics of like the aggravated assault, the robberies, the burglaries, like right. all, how, how every single category is up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, well, homicides are down 2%, but they're up 39% over 2019. So it's like, it's like, it's the fact that you can say that it doesn't make a difference is like right. incredible. And that's, that's in line with Bible usage going down, right? Like that was mm-hmm. the point of these statistics was showing as Bible usage goes down, these are going up. So the logical thing is it obviously makes a difference. Mm-hmm. How do you keep consistent, JR? So I got to tell you a little bit of a story. Uh, there was, I have a gift from Leslie that hangs over the doorway walking into our living room. And it's a sign that she made me after our first year of marriage. And it says commitment and consistency. Mm. And it was based on something that I told her before we got married. Cause everyone's like, how are you going to have a happy marriage? Commitment and consistency. It's something mm. I kind of made up on the fly, but I thought about it and it was, it was me trying to think through number one, you have to commit to it. You have to make the decision that you're going to do it. Number two, you have to be consistent in that decision. And that's your question. How do you be consistent? I ble- and it's something you just said. I believe you have to, it has to be a habit. And how do you make something a, a habit? It has to be important to you. Mm-hmm. Cooking food, that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Sleeping, I mean, these are things you do every day, right? You sleep you every day. You have to, right? For you survival. Eat every day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to do right. it for survival. But right. guess what? Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread mm. and water alone, but by every word, mm. rhema, that proceeds right. from the mouth of God. Right. And so it has to be something that you have to make a decision that I'm going to do this. 
And, and we just said it right. We, I felt it, the Pentecostal yeah. shout coming on right there. I, I think just, it's a Southern accent too. Yeah, it's I just making yeah, it. I know. Yeah, I, know. I, know. I love accents, and I love just We're talking to my boy. I know. Preaching. <laughs> but man, like we talked about the the, it's eating and sleeping. We have to for survival, right? The same thing. Like we have to have good habits in our relationships for survival. To for that relationship to survive, like you're talking about your marriage. Commitment and consistency. You have to have habits. Like people want to make habits like a bad thing. Like if it's a habit, you're just doing it. You're just going through the motions. And sometimes it can become that. But it doesn't have to be. Like habits are a good thing. Like they keep you consistent. They keep you disciplined. They keep you doing the right thing. So, I mean, I think we got to take the negative outlook. And it can be negative. Again, Mm -hmm. it can be negative if you are just showing up to church, going through the motions. You're not putting your spirit into it. But but if you're putting your spirit into it and it's still a habit, it's a habit. Habits are good things. Mm, Gotcha. So Eric has another question here. Kyla, okay. read the question. Let's okay. read it. How do we ensure Rama is from God and not from ourselves? What are some other checks and balances to help? Which I think you mentioned it, those mm-hmm. questions yeah, at the yeah. end. I, I mean, mean, you brought it up right, you know. Yeah, I've got them here. I mean, am I in the right relationship with Christ is number one. Number two is, is my impression consistent with the Bible? Incredible. And number three, do, spiritual, uh, do spiritually in touch people agree? Number four, is my idea consistent with how I am wired? And number five, am I at peace with it? And we were talking on the stream about those. You could get through one, two, three, and four and then get down to the bottom and not be at peace with it. And it's like, okay. Or even how I said to her, you can get down one, two, and three, and you get to four. Is it is my idea consistent with how I'm wired? Maybe not. Maybe it's not your gifting. Maybe you did get a Rama, but maybe it's for somebody else. Maybe that calling and that rema is for somebody else's giftings, and it was given to you to kind of play mm-hmm. with and to kind of determine that. And, and when Pastor Tom talked about rema, he said when someone is giving you a word or when when that word is coming, it's often speaking to a gift that you already have, like you just said, Britt. Mm-hmm. It's a, a word. It's a word that speaks to your gifting. It's a word that a place that you you're familiar with, and it usually comes from a familiar voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my in my own life, it's never been number five. It's never been like number five. I cannot answer that positively. Whenever, no, I just cannot. Man, whenever something comes for me, whenever, and I feel like when I say it, when I say it, I mean it. I'm like, when Christ comes for me, it's never, a, it's, it seems to never be a kind oh. situation, right? <laughs> You're never it's, just, this is right. Right. It's never that way for me, but it's, but it's always um, checkmarked. Mm-hmm. It is always something that he's spoken to me about before in my heart, in my, in my, when I'm, right. when I say in my heart, I mean my stomach, because usually something hits me and it's like, yeah. ah, I hope that's not mm. coming. You know, even <laughs> I, volunteered here a few years ago with the children's ministry. I had felt like it was time for me to get involved, but the whole reason why I was here at the church is because I didn't want to be involved. Mm. I'm, I'm being real. The whole reason why I, church, I, I chose a church our size is so I did not have to be involved. But I knew something was coming. I knew something was coming. I knew something was coming over and over and over again. And so I walked in one day with my, I'm pretty sure you've heard this story before, but I walked in with my kids in tow. They were all kind of little. We were running late for church and it was Let's, you got to get to your class. I'm pretty sure I had just yelled at them before we got out of the car and walking in and the children's pastor approaches me and says, hey, I think it's time for you to serve in the kids ministry. And at first, if I wasn't in the church, I probably would have cursed at him, right? I probably would have used some curse words, but he, it was something that was already spoken to me. And instead of me going, you know what, Lord, thank you for bringing that to me. It was like, all right, fine. That was my response. <laughs> I've been there before. That's, and that's, for sure. that's the way it has been from time after time. But it time led at, you to yes, other stuff. It, it has. It has led me from one thing to the next. And I tell you, every time something's coming, he gives me, he, he gives it to me ahead of time. And it's always a check mark that's coming. Mm. So, I got, <clears throat> so I got a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. 
So pastor gave us those, those kind of check marks. Brett just read them. What's the clearinghouse for those things, right? Is that something, am I going through that checklist, and I'm, I'm leading, leading you down the path here, am I going through that checklist by myself? Mm. Or am I? Do I have somebody with me going through that checklist? Well, it, well you're going through it with your wife, <laughs> right? Amen. And wife and wife. Amen. Amen. However, I'm going for it by myself. <laughs> no. Okay. So, I'm thinking specifically about our men's group. Uh huh. Oh. And I think about these things, yeah. sitting down with mm-hmm. other like-minded people and praying. And how do you? How do you? How do we keep each other honest? Right. Well, is that number three? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I think that's it's, it's number three. It's it's do spiritually in touch people agree? So you can't, that number three can't yeah, be skipped. And I love what he, I, I even, yeah, and I have a little ticker mm-hmm. with that. It says, uh, the spiritual journey is not meant to be done alone. That's right. It never was. And, and God made Adam, he immediately made Eve. He was like, mm-hmm. they need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so he, absolutely, men's yeah. groups, pastors, mentors, yeah. Spouses, sisters, sisters brothers. brothers. Yep. Yeah, there's so many people you can turn to to bring this mm-hmm. to that can have a perspective and call it, they can call it out immediately and say, eh, I don't know, I'm seeing something here. Or they can say, no, that's that, that's 100%. I've been thinking the same thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> or right. I've been kind of had it on my heart too. Yep. Right. That's pretty cool. Hey, good question. Good question. And bringing us back onto path, Sir Aspinwall. So we're going to ask the last question. Um, how do we position ourselves as Christians to help support and guide other members in the church, which is what we just talked about. What is that check mark? So how do we position ourselves to make that happen, to make sure that we have that guidance, that oversight in the church? Today we just, in, today we just announced a new um, member of staff, um, Carol Mathis. She is going to be over pastoral care. Pastoral care kind of speaks to this. You know, when there's something going on, you can reach out, right? She asks for that in service. She asks for that. If you know that something else is going on mm-hmm. in someone else's life, reach out. If you Reach out and, and let us know what's going on. That way we as a church can stand with them mm. and stand with you as you're standing with them, right? She asks for that. How does that, to me, that speaks right now. Yeah. Um, that speaks to that we, as a church, we have to have each other's back, right? Specify that for me, Sir Aspenwall. Well, you and I have been talking about this. Yes, right? we have. This is something. That's why. I mean, that's why I picked on you. <laughs> finding somebody you trust, and man, that's that's a big one. Someone that you know that they're going to have your back, and that's that's easier said than done. Oh yeah. But that's that's an important thing, and we find those people in our in our small groups. We find those people at, at church. I mean, family members. It can be almost anybody. But finding someone that you trust that's going to Gonna sling some truth at you. Mm. That's right. Yeah. I like that. Sling some truth. I completely agree. You can you have those That's, people in your life, right? They give you the fluff. But when you have those people in your life, they can give you the the truth, the mm. unadulterated truth. Yes, mm-hmm. man. Pastor Tom is one of those people. Well, I know. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I know. I, I know. Love, I know you know. I love it because I'm the type I that's like hate it all at the same time. You, you know me. I'm the type. I just want to know. I don't care mm-hmm. if you're thinking negative of me or if you're thinking positive. I just gotta know. Yep. That as is soon you, as I know, right? I'm like. All right, I'm good. Oh, you mad at me? Perfect. Now I know. <laughs> now I can deal with it. Yeah, you can't no, do anything with fluff. Right, right. With fluff, I'm like, I just, I'm hoping you're telling me the truth. <laughs> well, I will say, since we were talking about how we got to Florida, I came to Florida 
and I led my family here. So hey, I feel hey. like you were a I, was a pie, I was I was the Rema for my fa- Rema for my Rema. family. <laughs> so you're all welcome. So now that, all that accountability is because of it's me. It's because so of you. Yeah, I was the pioneer. Hey, I like me, it. So, I like it. But hey, so we can give our oats to you because yeah. if you didn't come, your your family exactly. wouldn't have come right. And finally, credit where credit is here. due. Brent wouldn't be over here, right? I, right. I don't know what's going on. We would not be here, man. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You're the I king got king. you. <laughs> so, any final thoughts? We're going to we need to wrap this up. Any final thoughts? What you got, Brent? Yeah, no, I mean that's it. That, those five things really stuck out to me. That, and then also what he was talking about with the pastor earlier, where his marriage was falling apart, and he asked him, "How's your walk?" And then, "How's your time with the Lord?" And he was like, "It's it's suffering. My time with the Lord is mm-hmm. suffering. My walk's fine, but my time is suffering." And that was huge. It, it, it cannot sacrifice the task for the time with the Lord. We have to have our time with the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to back that up. I mean, it definitely was a good accountability for me to make sure that I'm checking myself with, with, um, you know, Bible time and re, you know, mm-hmm. reading the Bible. Need so it. Got to spend it. time with God and listen. Yep. Be in his word. Here is Rima. I hear you. So is that, is that the way you're going to close that off for us? Um, That's it. Wall? I'm going to leave, leave it right there. <laughs> We got you. Hey, church, we do thank you for taking the time to listen and uh, tune into this podcast. We do hope you got something out of it today. Remember that um, God is with you. He does love you. And we are all about living Christmas.